Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of the Common Sense Show. Thank you for joining us. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate it. Um, we've got to take care of a little business here before we join our guest, Jeremy Sladen. And I'll tell you, this topic is not for the faint of heart. It's uh, very serious. Uh, but you know we don't back away from things here on the Common Sense Show. But before we join Jeremy, I need to remind you that uh, the food supply situation is getting worse. Uh, some of it, people, including myself, think it's by design. The government wants you totally dependent upon them. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, with Chinese flying over our nuclear facilities, um, the potential for EMP is certainly there. And I worry about our ability to get water. And you may have to scavenge. So we're going to put two into one here. Get your storable food from My Patriot Supply, 25-year shelf life. It's the best that there is. Uh, rest, hey, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And as far as storable food goes, it tastes really good. I've tasted it. I've got my supply. You need to get your supply. And people say, how much do I get? I don't have an answer anymore because things are so perilous. I'm saying get as much as you can possibly get. We used to say six months and we said two years. I have no idea. Get as much as you can get. Go to foodwithdave.com. That's foodwithdave.com. And you get the water filtration from Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It is the best that there is. They publish the research on their site and they show their number one. And they have a sale. In fact, uh, my Patriot Supply with the Food has a sale as well, too. They're not raising prices in the moment. But you need to get these supplies while you can. And I don't know that we're going to have indefinite access, so I would really encourage you to hurry and do this. Foodwithdave.com for the food. Waterwithdave.com for the water filtration. Hey, look, scavenging the water will be the easy part. Uh, getting it drinkable, that'll be something else. And on the fifth day of a crisis, the Naval War College has said that poison water polluted water is the number one cause of death so don't take that chance waterwithdave.com well jeremy sladen has been very very active here and i just lost my screen here okay let me reestablish this um but jeremy's been very active in talking about uh uh let's say a threat that is permeating the entire fabric of our society and we are looking at a takeover of horrific proportions with regard to how our kids are treated, uh, the gender issue. Uh, you know, just you want to name something, it all fits under one category evil. And here to talk to us about it, as I said, is Jeremy Slade. And Jerry, I'm Jeremy, I'm so glad that we get to do this show because you've got a lot of topics in here that I've looked at from your perspectives that really need to be addressed and we're not seeing this anywhere in the mainstream media. 
Well, thank you for having me, Dave. I, I've been on before, and it's great yeah, to be on again, and I look forward to, to jumping into some of this. Yeah, we didn't quite hit this before. This is this is earth-shattering here. This this really is. Let, let me read to you a, a title that was sent to me about your work. It said, uh, The Spiritual Roots of the Gender-Bending Global Agenda. That's a mouthful. Do you want to break it down for someone who might be new to the topic? Well, I would think at this point it would be hard not to be new to the – it would be actually hard to be new to the topic, but I'm sure there's there's some of those out there that are. Um, you know, one of the – it reminds me of a quote, what you just said, uh, by Alan Dulles. He was the, the first um, uh, director of the CIA, and it's a pretty simple quote. He said, the American people do not read. That's true. <laughs> and, and for that reason – uh, we, we're, they have been able to, and when I say they, I mean a global cabal as well as secret groups like the CIA and others have been able to um, entrench themselves and do things to populations, specifically the American population, without us ever knowing that, that it, it, it is them in a big way behind behind a lot of these things. But but to get to your point about the transgender uh, deal, at a, at a real surface level, it's all about... Um, breaking down the nuclear family structure, um, taking out the strong men of society who could push back on a totalitarian-style takeover. They, they want those guys gelded and emasculated and disenfranchised because then they can centralize their power and, and pursue this tyranny unopposed. So that that's the 10,000-foot level, but there's spiritual roots. Uh, there's many, many roots that go way, way back that we can jump into. Well, the one thing that I'm... Uh really concerned about too is the um, infertility move on the part of the globalists and the you know people say well that's a conspiracy theory notion Dave that's ridiculous well then explain to me why fertility rates are down worldwide absolutely I'll give one let me let me tie some dots together here for for you know the Americans that don't read as well as some of them that do but they may not know this so I'll give an example uh, that, that perfectly illustrates that there are globalists behind a depopulation agenda. All right, so there's a company out there named Syngenta. I don't know how many people have heard of Syngenta. They're a Swiss-based company, and they make a chemical called atrazine. All right, atrazine is the number one selling pesticide uh, in the world, and, and right now in America, it's the number two uh, most used pesticide. Again, it's atrazine. And 80 million pounds of it a year are used on corn, on sorghum, and on uh, sugarcane. All right, so um, the EPA went to some, some professors and some, some, doc, some, uh, some scientists and said, we want to understand what atrazine could do to humans if it's getting in their system. So the, these doctors and professors t- started to test it on frogs, all right? Only one part in one billion can actually change the sexuality of a fully functioning male frog to a fully functioning female frog. And you can look this up. It's amazing. It had it has eggs popping out of the testes of these frogs when they're exposed to hardly any atrazine whatsoever. Then they began they said, "Oh my gosh, this is unbelievable. Let's look at what this is doing to humans." And they found very similar. They found that estrogen levels uh it was it was, the, the atrazine was was transforming um testosterone into estrogen in men at a very high level. And so they went back to the EPA and they said, gosh, this is a big deal, right? I mean, here's what's happening to frogs and here's what's happening to people that are applying this stuff out in California and other places they looked. And guess what the EPA said back to them? Well, they cover up for everybody. I can only imagine. Tell us. They said, we don't don't really see that as a problem. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) They didn't pursue it. 
And, um, and, and that same year, you had the EPA fly the LGBTQ flag outside of their headquarters. They made a big show of it. You can look at it on YouTube. So obviously they want to, uh, you know, bend the, bend the genders, uh, blur the gender lines, all those things. And one of the things that, that happens when you reduce your testosterone at that level and raise your estrogen, you become infertile, right? So let's tie that to even bigger people than, than the EPA. Well, the, um, the World Economic Forum, they hold up Syngenta, this company, on a pedestal. You can, if you type in in Google, Syngenta World Economic Forum, the page will pop right up. They're one of the, kind of like the young uh, global leaders. They're the, they're one of the young global companies. And they're right there, um, close by Davos. So it's, it, none of this stuff is an accident. And I'll, I'll add one more thing to that, because this is amazing. Depopulation, right? Well, they found that that atrazine chemical, it uh, severely increases uh, breast cancer in women, okay? Well, they, uh, um, uh, Syngenta owns a company called Novartis, which is the number one uh, producer of the medicine that treats breast cancer. So not only are they giving people a drug that's going to emasculate them and, and bend the genders, it's also killing people. And, oh, by the way, if you want to get better, according to them, buy our medicine so we can profit off of your disease. And, oh, and Novartis is also on the World Economic Forum website. Yeah, I'm familiar with Novartis. They don't have a good reputation at all. Um, and this is just adding to it. Uh, is this... Is the penetration global, or is it mostly in Western nations? The penetration of? Of the use of these chemicals. You know, I've only studied or looked at what America, but being that is a Swiss-based company, I'd be shocked if it's not being applied, um, you know, at some degree across across the globe. Yeah, I would be too. Um, Do you have any stats on the fertility decline in America? I know that since the 50s, um, there's about a 50% decrease in uh, men's testosterone levels as well as their sperm counts. So how that plays into fertility specifically, those are a little bit two different words. But, you know, men are about 50% of the men they were back in the World War II era. That explains a lot of behaviors we see, too. It sure does. I mean, in Newsweek and Barna both did polls um, as recently as last year on how many millennials or younger identify with the LGBTQ plus, you know, alphabet soup uh, ideology, and not just ideology, but they they identify as one of those, you know, letters. Thirty percent or more in both studies. So. You know, on the one hand, they've made it cool. Like, it's really cool right now to be in that community. So that's that's going to have, like, this peer pressure effect. But then on the other hand, you've got this chemical effect, right? So I think a lot of young boys are, are more likely to not even feel that testosterone, and it makes them far more susceptible to these ideologies. And then the third component is the spiritual component. And for those of you who are Christians, you will understand that that kind of a spirit that is that is – uh, global right now definitely has an effect, and in and, and my belief, it's the root cause of all that we're seeing across the board in this area. Yeah, well, we definitely have spiritual deficits. There's no question about that. The studies that you quoted, though, about the 30% figure, I haven't looked at them, and I, I used to teach statin research at the university level. In fact, I used to teach research to students that were trying to prepare for their dissertation, and, and what I find in a lot of these studies... And I suspect this is true here. I think the principle is correct. 
I think the numbers are probably inflated somewhat to try to gain widespread acceptance, like this is the new norm. But what I found in a lot of these kind of studies is they're flawed in their design, and they're designed to produce false positives. Um, how confident are you in these research studies? Although I do agree there is an yeah. uptick in, in this event. No, that's a, that's a great point, and I, I haven't thought about it from that angle, but yeah, I think that's another part of the propaganda is let's make it look more per- pervasive than it actually is because that will bring on even more people. Which So again, we're, we're kind of saying the same thing. There's an agenda here, but in terms of the official numbers, you know – I think a lot of these kids are not actually dealing with gender dysphoria or they're not actually by nature homosexual, but it's become something that they're exploring. And, you know, even if you read biographies of a lot of people that that, uh, you know, came out as gay even years ago, they talked about, you know, how it it started out with trying it out, testing it out, dipping their toe in the water. And then they they realized this is who I've always been. Right. Um, You know, so so I think. A lot of times people begin to move in that direction and then they're fooled into believing this is this is just who I am. It's how I always and they've added so many letters to it at this point. I mean, like you could it, almost any any type of deviancy, you get to be a part of that club. Right. So um, it, it's really hard to quantify what the specific number is. But I, I personally think that you're not going to have any more than 10 percent of the uh, millennials or younger that are actually dealing with these issues. And I think a lot of that's probably brought on by peer pressure, media, and entertainment, and just the push. Well, what we're seeing a lot, and this is probably explained by some of what you're saying about testosterone levels, but what we're seeing a lot in the millennials um, is people who are asexual. They've kind of withdrawn from the dating scene altogether. And uh, I think that's actually more common than the uh, so-called LGBTQ XYZ. I'm sorry, I'm not making fun of it. I just can't remember all the letters. But uh, with regard to the proliferation, uh, people are withdrawing from this. Uh, dating is really kind of out of vogue now. It's changed dramatically from the time I met my wife and uh, dated her. And, and yeah. we just have a whole different set of mores and so forth. And, you know, sexual encounters are even less frequent now. It's just, it's incredible what's happening. And, and you're absolutely right. Um, we started to see, and I'm going to go back about 40 years. Do you remember when we started to see asexual frogs and they were finding them in lakes and streams? Uh, are, is there any relationship between what was causing that and what's going on today? Um, well, in terms of like the stu- what I was talking about earlier with the atrazine, yeah, any the kind of chemical exposures. I do believe yes. Now, now I remember those those uh, those studies and findings you're talking about from you know a while back, but I wasn't as cognizant. I wasn't really paying attention back then. I, I absolutely believe that it's tied together. I would just think that it's worse today. Um, with with the amount of chemicals that we're using. Well, also too, there's there's the cultural aspect of it, and God help us in 15 years, because when you're teaching first graders about oral sex and you don't know what gender you are, I mean, this is the time when the kids are most vulnerable. They're the, if you look at what psychologists say, ages about three to six is when you really form your sec your gender identity, and so they're kind of catching kids on the tail end of this trying to morph yeah. earlier perceptions. And, and I talked to a lot of people. I, I used to 
provide psychological services. And, 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 you know, I've talked to a lot of my former colleagues about this. I've interviewed a couple, and they think this is very dangerous and changing the mindset. And then they try to keep these events in the school from the parents because they don't want the parents thinking, we at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time and they got to redouble their efforts in parenting to produce a child that uh, is morally upright and correct that's right yeah i mean again to me it goes back to a a demonic spiritual agenda that's that's taking over um and it doesn't have to i think that there are solutions here but the solutions um, are more about you and your family and deciding, you know, what you're not going to engage in as a family, what you're not going to watch. And you hate to be that person that's pushing away everything. Um, but, it, but in these times, man, we've got to create our own entertainment and, and it kind of provides, you know, turning off the TV and spending time with your kids and teaching them. And that's actually a really healthy thing rather than just, you know, through the 90s and 2000s and even, you know, Christian families just kind of like, okay, we had church and we had our faith, but we would still be entertained by the things of the world because it seemed passable, even though maybe the actors and actresses didn't live a life in their personal lives we would agree with. It was like, okay, this isn't terrible, 
But now it's just so overt. It's not even a rabbit trail. It's more like an open bear cave. Like they just want you to see it, like what they stand for. We saw that with the Grammys, you know, just, just two nights ago. Um, you know, they're basically doing like a scene from this satanic sexual hell. Uh, and everybody's clapping and cheering and all these celebrities that we've all known since we were kids. I mean, you know what I'm talking yeah. about with Sam Smith? And, yeah. I mean, I, I how heard, do you get more overt? I, I, I heard I don't watch them for this reason. Um, yeah, I heard exactly what you're talking about. And then the transgender performances where they glorify it. You know, when I was a practicing therapist, we used to... We had a designation in what they call Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, and I was practicing in four revised and five came in at the fifth edition, and we used to call this gender identity disorder. And and yes. uh, it, it wasn't meant to be cruel or to criminalize anything or to label anything. It was how can a therapist have the tools to further identify what's happening with this person, and then how do you help them adjust? And, and you know what we never see today, and I'm speaking now as a researcher, we don't see good studies done on happiness levels of transgenders and people who have out of the mainstream sexual preferences. We don't see anything about happiness, uh, religiosity, and that's because they don't want you to know the truth. I can tell you, in my training, I learned that many of these people are just miserable and, and they border on suicide in many cases. Yes, and I and, and it's sadly it's almost like COVID, where the more people that die um, from COVID, whether it's actually COVID or not, the more that we can generate fear. And I see the same thing with this transgender community, where the more people that are that that you know commit suicide, well, they can go on stage like Caitlyn Jenner did. And say, you know what? They're being killed because of of you guys who are who are pushing back and making them depressed because you don't agree with their lifestyle. It's not. It's not that. It's it, you know that they they can take things like that that are awful and bl- and gaslight and blame it on the very people that would try to help. If you um, bring in the WEF, which you did, um, I can't help but wonder, and I wonder what your opinion is on this that the WEF has a goal to do demasculate excuse me demasculate the american male actually worldwide too that's a global problem so since they're doing this what are they are they trying to just lessen the resistance to the tyranny they want to bring to the table uh, do do you see a long range plan here that isn't really readily available to understand Absolutely. I mean, I, I think I said that right up front is, you know, the, these globalists that are looking to do a, a one world government in, in a totalitarian takeover. I mean, right there in 2030, one of their goals in, for Agenda 2030 is to make um, America no longer a superpower. Now, the, now, what that means is as the great nations like America fall in strength. Then people like the UN and the WEF, whose goals are one and the same, they are looking for a one-world government. Well, it's guys like me that they hate. You know, right there on my Instagram page, I, I, I labeled myself an enemy of the state because I, I know everything I'm doing, everything I believe about my faith, my country, the Constitution, the strength of the individual to not be rely to not rely on the government. That goes against everything that these globalists want. And you can look at Klaus Schwab's, um, you know, one of his mantras is you'll own nothing and be happy. Well, if you own nothing, who owns it all? 
the the state, whatever that state is, and it would be a you know people like that that would say, well, we'll lend you your energy, we'll lend you your transportation, we'll lend you even your faith because you don't need to have anything of your own. You just trust us and we'll take care of you. You'll be happy. So yeah, they they want to take out people like us, and that's a big part of what I do is to try to wake up the the sleeping lions because I think we're past the point of waking up the sheep. I'm sorry, but they're not going to wake up at this point. But there are a lot of men out there that know they need to stand up and speak out and uh, take action, but they just haven't quite known how to do it yet. So men, your listeners need to be strong, and they need to be strong soon and now. You know, along those lines, too, and I want to throw the racial component in it. There's no question that the white male is severely targeted institutionally as well as governmentally. Why do you think that is? Um, a big reason is because they've already captured a lot of the other um, I, the, a lot of the other racial ideologies in the United States specifically. So I'll, I'll provide an example. The Democrat Party, which are basically puppets now of the globalists, they have no interest in helping the black community get out of poverty. They have they have zero in, the, the black community that is struggling is the model because they vote 90% or more for the Democrats, and it's an endless cycle of reliance on the state in return for some promises and keeping them controlled. And, I mean, I, I, and I'm not casting shade on the black community. I'm just saying that that's the reality of what's happening. And I think they would love to use that as a model for all the other people groups. And white America is is um, seen as an obstacle, especially white America that's Christian and holds to traditional uh, values and belief in the Constitution. For instance, this is why only a couple months, maybe it was even the month that Joe Biden was installed, they the uh, they began to put warning labels. The National Archives began to put warning labels over our Constitution and Declaration of Independence, saying, "Hey, before you look at this, just beware. There's some there's some language in here that might trigger you." So, I mean, they're they're being rather obvious that they don't um, want the traditional and and I you know it doesn't matter what color you are you can see black conservatives are under attack as well so I think it's more about ideology but it just so happens that a lot of white America tends to hold to the traditional views of America not all but there's a big group of us so yeah we're under attack I think for that reason. Yeah, it's like a Maoist cultural revolution. They're attacking the majority so they can bring in a different culture entirely. And, uh, right, and we see that with with the open borders as well. I mean, Kamala Harris gets on TV and will lie over and over saying, the border's closed, the border's closed. I mean, it's the most bold-faced. You know, if you had one of Trump's people saying a, a bold-faced lie like that, that's all that would be in the news. She gets away with it because the media is supporting it. But they know good and well that they, they are they are getting an infiltration of other people groups that do not understand um, our culture, do not understand our Constitution, and they feel like they can make those people immediate uh, Democrat voters. Yeah, well, also, too, they come from regimes where they have no appreciation of the Bill of Rights and, and what their rights technically are when they come to this country. So when the uh, Constitution is destroyed and the Bill of Rights is totally uh, done away with, they won't even know what they're missing. They won't, they won't know any difference. And I, I want to make one more point. You mentioned um, that you were... I think you said in the psychiatric professions? As in the, the psychological services, yeah, where I provided counseling. Yeah, there's some interesting history here. I want to read four points. Uh, these are very short from the 45 Goals of Communism as written into the Congressional Record of 1963. Okay, this is very short. 
One, discredit the family as an institution, encourage promiscuity and easy divorce. Two, emphasize the need to raise children away from the negative influence of parents. Boy, don't we see that in education. Number three, attribute prejudices, mental blocks, and the retarding of children to the suppressive influence of parents. And then the fourth one takes the cake because this is kind of how they're doing it. Number four, take control of the psychiatric and counseling professions. And if you go look up the APA, the American Psychological Association, and what they believe, what they're promoting, it is everything that we're speaking out against on this show. Yes, I uh, divorced myself from that profession a long time ago for just these reasons. Uh, We started to see the liberalism creep in. And um, I remember when they first tried to normalize transgender behavior. I'm not saying that someone can't be transgender and if they took various psychological tests they'd appear to be high functioning but I will tell you from my professional experience both academically and professionally in terms of offering services that would be the rare exception. Uh, Mm -hmm. This is not a happy population and when you just if you look at the behavior too of the people bringing in these alternate lifestyles and when they're out protesting their appearance is bizarre, and their behaviors are even more bizarre. Absolutely. And, you know, one thing that I think anybody can, can see as well is this th- to, to go down that road and to do it like where it's even halfway believable takes a ton of money and time. And these were the same people only 20 years ago. You know, you're, you'd think you're liberal left talking about being all natural and let's get back to nature, kind of more of the hippie mentality, right? It's been a complete swing to where you've almost got to be a multimillionaire <laughs> or rely on other people's taxpayer dollars of millions of dollars to, to have all the surgeries and get everything done in order to become your real self. And, and the truth is, it's the most like unnatural thing you could do. And I would have much less of a problem with it, Dave, if, if it was adults that were only focused on themselves and they're, you know, dealing with their own stuff. But when they're talking about not only like using taxpayer dollars to pay for people's, you know, issues, which I think is crazy, but they're, they're openly stating we're after your kids. We, you know, the, 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 the education system's doing it. You know, that's when I've got two little boys at home that are five and three, you know, white, raised in a traditional family, young boys. And I know, okay, the fact that they're whites under attack, they're going to be told they're oppressors. The fact that they're uh, male is under attack because they're going to be told any achieving for uh, striving for excellence as a male is some kind of toxic masculinity. And then third, Christian values. Well, you know, forget it. That's that's totally off the wall. That's backwards. So that's that's a big reason I'm in the fight is because they're after kids. But yeah, the last thing you just mentioned, and I'll go back to the kids about uh, the fact that they're Christian. Um, pe- people have said to me. Well, Dave, do you think they're going to start persecuting the Christians? And my answer is, where have you been? People arrested on the sidewalk for praying when they're not harassing anybody, and they're praying against abortion, and they're arrested for that. The FBI kicking down their door. For what should be, yes. it's not a local police matter, but if it were to be a matter of legality, it would be the local police or sheriff that would be dealing with this. But the FBI has interjected themselves against the Tenth Amendment, and they're violating separation of powers by kicking in the doors of pastors who organize protests against abortion. So the persecution of Christians has already begun. A hundred percent. Yeah. And there's so many. I mean, I've thought of the one story. Now, this guy recently was uh, vindicated. I I can't think of the correct word to say there. But, you know, the the Catholic um, 
Uh, I don't think he's a priest, but he's a, he's a well-known Catholic supporter of, of uh, uh, pro-life issues. And he was with his son outside of a pro-life, uh, or I'm sorry, outside of a Planned Parenthood praying. And um, there was a, the, the FBI like came to his house with machine guns and all this, knocked in the doors, you know, basically carted this guy off in front of his kids and everything. And you know, if you're a crazy person that supports. Um, you know, you support abortion even after birth, and you're out in the streets screaming about it. You're going to be totally left alone. Now, people might look at you funny, but the FBI is not going to come, you know, knock down your door. But yet, if you're this, you know, Catholic guy that's praying outside of a Planned Parenthood with his son, watch out. Why do you think, if you were to speculate, the global planners, as I'll call them, are so interested in depopulation? I think it's a means of control. Um, I, you know, I think it, w- without getting into the spiritual aspect of it, I, I do think control is one side of it. Um, and another side is I, I do think that they're true believers that we're running out of space, we're running out of resources, we're going to run out of energy because they don't have a they don't believe that there's a, a plan that God has. So the state has to be God. They have to be God because they're the elites. So hey, before we run out of of our stuff. We've got to manage our population, and you know, if I was if I was godless, um, and, and I don't even believe that's true from a godless perspective. I think that we have a lot of resources and a ton of space, and you know, there's there's two different ways of looking at that whole thing. But I just think that they've gotten together, locked arms, and said, "This is how it is, and we have to do this." Um, and they have the the extra benefit, like the. Uh, Georgia Guidestone said it'll be a more rational and sane time when you've got 500 million people on the planet rather than, you know, uh, 9 billion or 8 billion or whatever it is. Yeah, the numbers might be the key here because it's a lot harder to control 7 billion than it would be 500 million. Uh, Absolutely. And there's a lot fewer elites than there are. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Are of, you know, the, the good people of this world, and I think their fear is people like you and me and families across a nation like America that still understands what freedom and independence looks like to lock arms and say, okay, we see where this is going, we're awake now, we're not playing this game anymore, and and getting together and, and just saying, by, by no means will you do this here. And I, they don't want that. So uh, that, I think that's another re- reason for a slow depopulation and a slow weakening as well. Everything from the chemicals we've mentioned to, the, you know, they're, they're coming out and saying that eggs are bad. And we see the prices of all these, you know, foods that have been around forever that we know are healthy foods. They're under attack, both in terms of economically and price, the supply chain and explosions at the plants. So, you know, your friends that said, oh, they, that's a conspiracy. There's no plan. There's no coordination. They, they, I don't know how they, they see that at this point. Well, it is a conspiracy, but it's a conspiracy fact. I mean, right now they're going after eggs and red meat. 
the main sources of protein in the American diet, and uh, they want to replace it with the uh, Beetle Burger. It was uh, who was it? Pritzker, the uh, Illinois governor, was speaking at the WEF, and on Wednesday of that week, he gave a presentation on Beetle Burgers. I kid you not. He said we need to move away from uh, cows and meat and dairy and eggs and he said we need to go to bugs he he said it openly oh yeah it's amazing i know in australia and some other countries they're implementing it already maybe not the beetle burger itself but other insect-based food sources are being put in like school lunches um so yeah they're, they're trying to slowly implement that and isn't it funny that everything that bill gates invested in like a decade or two decades ago like vaccines or uh, you know, plant-based burgers, insect-based foods, those all seem to be uh, the big push and, and the things that gain traction. And I, I just don't think he's that lucky. Well, the vaccines, too. Um, that, yeah, that was the first one I mentioned. Yeah, but, he's a huge investor. Yeah, everything he has done, uh, blocking the sun. I don't know if you know this or not. This is kind of unrelated, but it fits the overall scheme that we're getting 18% less, percent less sunlight than we did 40 years ago. I didn't know that exact number, but I did know he was had a vested interest in well, he that. He wants to do more. That's not enough for him. Yeah. And see, that shortens it, it, growing seasons. That creates food problems. And they seem to be in, uh, on a course for famine. I don't know if you've thought of that or not. I Yeah, I have. I, well, I think they're on a course to steal, kill, and destroy, which is exactly what they're doing, knowing that if we create chaos and we create a people that, you know, because they, they hate the fact that guys like you and me can still live life on our own terms, be pretty much independent, make money without help from the state, those kind of things. They don't like that because then you don't need them. But if they want to get us all to a place of you'll own nothing and be happy, they have to destroy every means of us being able to live independent and free lives so that we have to say, okay, we give, we give. You guys just just take care of us. I think they want survival to be the new freedom. Like as long as you let us survive, we're okay with that. Yeah, but I don't think that's the end agenda. Um, uh, they, they all. They, yeah, I, I've done articles like ten, twelve years ago on their depopulation quotes, and it's just there's no misunderstanding where they're taking this. How how far, Dave, do you think they want to take it? Because you'll hear them publicly say, if we can reduce the population by ten or fifteen percent, you know that Bill Gates has openly said those words, but. How far do you think they really want to go? Well, the figures that you most often read, and we'll go back, Prince Charles, even Jacques Cousteau was brought into it, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, um, all these prominent people, the, the figure you most often read is 90, 95%. Ted Turner, uh, I think he was the author of the Georgia Guidestones, that would be my guess. But he, uh, he said uh, 500 million, 90% reduction. Uh, and I think they really want to take it down farther than that. I just think they don't want to be too alarmist. Um, there's a, I think this is tied to the transhumanism agenda myself. I think that they want to meld man and machine. Uh, in fact, let me tell you this quick story because it really does fit what we're talking about. In 1992, I met a gentleman named Vance Davis. He was in the NSA formally and with NATO. And in his training... Uh, Vance, as I even said this on my show, that they taught him that the good guys and bad guys fought out, fought out in space and the bad guys lost and they were cast to earth. Don't worry about who they are. Well, they're talking Genesis 6 and we're talking fallen angels. 
And uh, Vance figured that part out. And their goal, as Vance said, and he wrote a book long before the term transhumanism. In 1992, he wrote, wrote a book called Unbroken Promises, and he described the transhumanism agenda, that melding of man and machine. Uh, they wanted to originally, he was told in his net, uh, NSA training, they wanted to get back at God by taking the soul from humans, but they couldn't figure out how to do it. So they decided to embark on a course of morphing the human being. And this is all from Vance. And everything yeah. I've seen since then uh, has really validated that, that statement Vance has made because they're doing melding of man and machine and they're trying to create the haves and the have-nots and they want to reduce the number of have-nots. And uh, mm-hmm. there, this can even go a step further. I want to get your reaction to this. Uh, if you had fallen angels, you had a different DNA. And we know, and we right. know they bred with earth women. I'm entertaining the notion, and I'm not saying it's true, but I'm entertaining the notion, Jeremy, that we might have two different DNA on this planet. And the DNA behind the WEF and the DNA behind the World Health Organization and the World Bank and these globalist organizations are really the fallen angel DNA, and they're carrying out Satan's mission. And I'm just I'm throwing that out there just for speculation, yeah. but it helps explain why these people are so anti-human. Yes, I would like to expound on that. I think you're on the money. I think that, um, you know, yeah, as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be at the return of the Son of Man. So back in, you know, Genesis 6, just like you said, the fallen angels who, who were demons, they saw that the daughters of men were beautiful, they slept with them, and they created the heroes of old, these, these creatures with a different kind of DNA, right? Well, then the great flood comes, and the great flood was supposed to wipe out all flesh. Well, we don't, you know, here, here's all I know. I know that 55 times after the great flood, the Nephilim, th- those same heroes of old, are still around, still talked about in the Bible after the flood. Yes. So I don't know whether that means that they weren't of human flesh, so they didn't die, or whether their spirits being demonic beings, their spirits went out into the air and then re-inhabited. You know, it could be, it could be any number of things. Um, there's a guy out there named named uh, Doug Van Dorn who do, has amazing books on this. He's done a ton of research. He's a friend of mine. Um, but but anyhow, so you've got that, and I think yes, there's a seed war going on. Also in Genesis, it says that um, the seed of the serpent will always be at war with the seed of of woman, right? It be, being Eve and, and eventually Mary with Jesus. And I think that there's, you know, your typical Christian's going to say, well, okay. Yes, there's demonic entities, and we fight with principalities and, and you know, the, these demonic powers and Satan, but that's just to try to get us to sin. And I think, okay, or, or, or to reject Jesus. And I think, yes, absolutely you're right. But I also think at the same time that there is a there is a seed war where one of his agendas is to corrupt the DNA, just like you're saying. Now, I think you took it to that, that place of... You know, perhaps that that same uh, non-human DNA is is on the earth working today. Uh, I don't know. I think it, it could be that, or it could be that these people at the WEF, or you know, in my opinion at this point, maybe the Pope <laughs> um, and and others that that seem to be all working together. Uh, maybe they're just the glove on the hand of those spirits, but they're not actually that DNA. But I do know this: whether you're looking at the Lucius Trust, which has a headquarters right there at the UN. Um, and, and, and other new age groups that when you really get in deep 
it seems like a lot of these people tend to follow. It's what their actual spirituality is. We call it Luciferianism. They all talk about the coming of this future light bearer. If you really dig into their material, and and this goes back into some old writings from the 18 and 1900s of the New Age community, where they talked about there's going to be a new man. There's going to be someone that comes and he's going to he's going to bring peace. And I truly believe that they don't know it, but they're talking about the Antichrist or Lucifer or, or something along those lines, thinking that that is going to be the Savior. And, and I really I, I think it's unfortunate that these people don't read the Bible because they don't see that they're making it come to life. They're actually doing what we as Christians can read right there in the Bible. It's 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 truly unbelievable to me. And it has strengthened my faith over the last two years. Well, if we add in the the rest of the biblical interpretation here, uh, the Antichrist will come and bring peace to the world when it looks like anything but peace would happen. And I'm going to give you a current event that occurred over the weekend, and I actually reported on this today already. Um, Ex-Israeli Prime Minister Bennett, who was in charge of Israel when uh, the Ukraine war started, he came out and said... Quite clearly, we had a peace, uh, a ceasefire, a peace negotiated between Zelensky and Putin. France was a part of it and so forth. He said, who blocked it? Basically, he blamed the United States. And so now we're going to have this crisis of buildup. We're sending antagonistic weapons. And Putin said the other day, we're, we're going we're to send more than just tanks to the battlefield. And he's meaning nuclear weapons, probably tactical nukes to start with. And the, the stage is set right now for the peacemaker. I mean, as, it, it, I think as we get into the following months, we'll be on the edge of a nuclear exchange. And I think that's when the Antichrist will appear. Yeah, because that's the one thing at this point that could win kind of both sides over. I know that the scripture talks about, you know, even the elect could be deceived or might be deceived by uh, this this Antichrist. And I think that stopping a great war um, would be a way to whether you're Democrat, Republican, globalist, you know, nationalist. You might look at that and say, OK, this guy seems to be uh, amazing. And if you really if you're really not grounded in the word. Um, you could fall for it. So you're, you're on the money. I, it, it makes me scared because I don't want that stuff to happen. You know, I, again, it goes back to my children. I, I don't want, um, you know, it makes me hope that the, the whole idea of the rapture, like a pre-millennial, pre-tribulation rapture, is actually what uh, is correct in terms of eschatology. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Too many people that I trust and respect fall all over the map on that. I don't think anyone can be sure because I, I've looked at this biblically, and it, it, you can interpret it either way, and that's that's the scary thing. The other thing I've said, too, and people will really chastise me for this, I've made the statement that if Americans got on bended knee and repented and asked for guidance from the Lord, we might not be going through the tribulation that seems to be in our close future. We could push it off to a later generation because it doesn't say anywhere in the Bible that it has to be this generation. I don't see anything that clearly defines the year 2023. So, you know, but the, the likelihood of this happening are slim and none because you've seen what's happened to religious attendance uh, at churches, and the churches have gone south too. Franklin Graham called them out over the weekend, said they were reprobate. He said the churches were? Yeah, he or? said the churches were. He said that they're embracing deviant sexual lifestyles that are anti-biblical and that uh, the church is inviting in sin and Satan. Yeah. 
Uh, no, no doubt. I mean, if you, especially, it's funny. You go to those those uh, older cities or big cities, and you look at the really old churches that have been established for a hundred, two hundred years. The you know, the old denomination. A lot of them, man, they just have fallen right into these traps of cultural Marxism, and you know, they've got the LGBTQ stuff on, flags on their on the side of the it's church amazing, now. It's it's truly unbelievable. I, I but here's the thing. I don't go around beating up the good Christians of America that have been trying and been because there's a bunch of us, man. We just don't hold the levers of power in terms of media and and other you know megaphones. But there's so many good people as well that have been really trying for a long time, and uh, I want to commend those people because they 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 truly are like the prophets of our day. Um, it's almost like there's two Americas right now in, in truth. So I try to stay away from if we would just repent, if we would just, you know, get on our knees. I think we all need to do that at some level, but I think that there's one America that has no interest in that at all. And that's, that's the group of Americans that need to re- repent really badly. Um, cause there's, a, there is a big community of people who have been faithful for a long time. Yeah, but they seem to be diminishing in number and they're working on our kids. That's, that's true. That's true. That's the, that's the scary thing right now, that uh, all religions are correct, and if, if we really follow their line of reasoning too, how long will it be till we get Gaia worship, which is, you know, right out of the, the original agenda twenty twenty one? Yes, and you know when I mentioned the Pope earlier, I, I did it cautiously, but I still said it. But I feel like even the the Pope is doing that that kind of one world religion sort like you just see him moving further and further and I suspect it's how he's always been but I'd like to get your your thoughts on that because I'm not a Catholic well, and I don't yeah. really get into the Catholic Church uh, I've had uh, relatives who are Catholic and they've left the Catholic Church over this um, he, he openly talked about uh, Chrislam which is the blending of Christian and Islamic behavior you know, no disrespect to people of Islamic faith Worship your worship, but their worship is not my worship. It's not my God. It's not my way. And I want no um, confabulation between the two. I do not want these religions to come together. But the Pope it was actively talking about this. Yeah, it, it, and I, I believe he also recently attended uh, some kind of a World Council of Religions uh, sort of a thing and embraced it. I can't remember exactly what that was, but... Yeah, I just I'm cautious about it because I know there's a lot of you know good Catholic people out there that basically hold to the same faith that I would, but I see what the head guy of their entire you know faith is choosing to do, and I'm just like, this is not the Christian faith any longer, at least not not his version of it. No, it's not. In fact, he even took a, a side venture and started talking about baptizing aliens. Interesting. You didn't, you, you didn't know that? Yeah, he has. He actively talked about that. In fact, uh, I'll tell you, one of the best guarded secrets of the Catholic Church is not the Vatican. It's a telescope they have on Mount Graham in Arizona. And you can't get to it if you're a private citizen. Um, it's almost like, I'll tell you where my conspiratorial mind goes. Um, I learned from my father in 1985 about Project Bluebeam, which was a fake alien invasion. Then they would have spiritual overtones to it, and all nations would capitulate to a world government and a world order and a false religion. And uh, there's nothing to, that I've seen that, that Project Bluebeam's been taken off the books. And I, and I really suspect 
this Pope of being involved in that strategy. And this is why I think he's talking about aliens and so forth. You know, I remember, it's funny, I do remember that story now, but it's, with all the craziness of our day, there's so many outlandish, just shocking stories, it, it almost gets lost in the mix. And and speaking of that telescope, isn't wasn't the original name um, Lucifer? Yes, it was, exactly. How about that? Yeah, it was Lucifer. I mean, it, the Catholic Church has aided and abetted pedophilia from its own membership. I mean, I don't think you need to go any farther than that. I mean, I want to be, I want to get in the manufacturing business of making millstones because the Lord's going to be using a lot of them. Because <laughs> he says, he says, hey, you harm a child, there's a millstone waiting for you. And uh, we absolutely, I'll, I'll jump for joy when this happens because it'll be just, just, uh, it'll be justice on the behalf of the Lord. Uh, but we've got a lot of hell to go through before we get to, to Judgment Day. That's for sure. Yeah, it seems it, it appears that way. And, you know, I don't want um, any anybody listening to think that guys like you and me are hopeless, even though it's it, it can feel that way from time to time. I have to remind myself, like, you know, God has given us truth. We and right now, uh, especially here in America, like, you know, I live in a good community. I've got good kids. I've got a wife that loves me. And we have a church we go to that gets it. They understand what's going on. Um, and I, re- I would recommend anyone that's listening uh, to find a local church that, that understands or find at least Christian people around you that, that get what's going on and can help support you um, in your in your you know individual life. Because pretty soon, uh, if things keep going the way they're going, we're going to continue to be pressed from all sides and we're going to need other spiritual believers that are like-minded like us who can who can support us and I, for me personally i'm even looking to to meet local butchers and local uh people that provide the things we need to live life with our families so that if you know shit does hit the fan um and and they won't serve people like me anymore then i've got to have a place to go locally well, that's the digital part you know the amish have the right idea in some respects yeah, they really do. I mean, uh, their their mission obviously is to they have to live in this world, but they don't have to be of the world, and that's really clear um, in how they choose to live their lives. But I don't think that's practical for most Americans. But I do think that we're going to to survive. We're going to have to try to initiate some kind of parallel society. But I also think, like the old Soviet Union, it's not going to be long until we're worshiping underground for our own protection. Let me tell you what a pastor said in a large church in Phoenix. And this is just beyond belief that this was said. Um, he was talking about Romans 13 and submitting to authority. Okay, I, I agree with that. The government raises our taxes, and you should pay it. Even You may not agree with it, but you have to pay it. But what he said was different. He said, the leader may not be a godly man, but he's God's man, and you must do what he says. Okay, and I'm waiting for, okay, but if he violates the Ten Commandments, or if he violates this, then we shouldn't listen to him. I didn't hear that. I heard obey civilian authority no matter what. That, that's yeah, the that's, church. Yes, they, and they have used that uh, that passage so incorrectly as you know a hammer to knock down all the Christians in, in attendance to get them to obey their government no matter what. But you go a little bit further in the Bible, and it talks about you know, the, the governing bodies should be good. They should support the good. I can't remember the exact verses. And, you know, you got to think, too, what is what is our real governing, you know, what, what what's the truth about uh, the authority in America? Is it the Constitution or is it this guy that may or may not have been elected? 
And if he's going against both God's law and the law of the land, by the way, is, is, is he a viable, uh, you know, person that God would say, you need to follow that guy because he's in authority, even though he's, he's breaking, you know, your very constitution and going against every law that, that I've given you guys in scripture. So I just, I don't buy that for a second. Um, and I, I'm so disappointed that so many pastors have gone that direction. And, um, I, I'd be remiss. Well, I don't know if I should say this or not, but I'm going to. I went to um, North Point Community Church for years in Atlanta, and you know that's Andy Stanley's church, and 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 it was a it was a great place for me during college, and all you know, it was it was good, but it continued to go further and further where it was kind of kind of blending in with culture, and now, I mean, you you see the things that Andy's talking about today. Uh, from the pulpit about the LGBTQ community. Now he's got LGBTQ staff members uh, leading that that ministry. Okay, and and I, I'm not going to speak too much because I don't know exactly what they're saying in that ministry. But but I do know that it's like people who are openly you know defying God's laws are now. I'm sorry. Was that music I heard? No. Uh-huh. Okay. But, you know, so you've got that alongside, well, Andy and his wife have come out with a new children's book. And I'm just, I'm shocked that places like that, church pastors like that, have have continued to capitulate to culture until I think they've gotten so far from the shore of of faith in the Bible. It's like, I think they're lost. Now, they've swam to the shore of alphanumeric 501c3. That's what's keeping a lot of these pastors in line. You know, I've seen churches that organized against abortion, and I've seen churches that won't even mention abortion. And you can tell which ones are the tax-deductible churches. Um, you, you do one thing in, in, in your work that's really interesting to me. You, you, I know you're a former professional athlete in baseball, and uh, you've kind of tailored the training you did into helping low sperm count men, so to speak, uh, shall we say impaired Y chromosome, um, you, you've really taken on um, a program of helping men become men again, at least physically. Yeah, well, thank you for bringing that up. Um, so it was the product of almost being black-pilled, because as I began to engage uh, in, in the culture fight and, and you know, as, a, as an influencer online with a podcast, I just – everybody that I talked to who was smarter than me, and almost everybody was, they would bring up new problems. And I was just like, this this war that, that I was thinking that we could win, I just don't know anymore. This is – gosh, this is, this is tough. This is going to be really tough. And I went out and prayed one night and just said, God, where am I uniquely placed to make a difference and to help? And, you know, that was the, the birth of Warrior MBS, mind, body, and soul. And I thought people like me, myself need to focus on the things that we can control so that, one, we can raise our kids well, we can be good husband, husbands and fathers, we can feel healthy and kind of have our mojo back. Um, and and, and number, number two, if we are going to go back and fight in the culture war, boy, don't we need an oasis to, to focus on ourselves and make sure that we're healthy from time to time. So it, it is a place where men come together for 70 days. It's, it's a personal reset where there's a meal plan involved um, to get us, you know, eating those, those good natural foods that our bodies process well and, yes, can raise testosterone, help build muscle, all of that. Um, there's a fitness plan that I customize for every single guy based on where they come in. So we do, I do a questionnaire. I talk to them on the phone, get to know what their needs are, and I, I'll make a fitness plan for them. 
Um, and then it's a competition. So I split all these guys up into small teams and they compete. So it's fun. It's kind of like being in a, in a locker room. Um, and then there's these soul building operations that are meant to get guys outside, breathing some fresh air and doing something out of the box that will grow them spiritually in relation to God themselves or their family. Um, but it's not just another Bible study. Uh, I, I, you know, we do talk about the Bible in the group. You have to be a Christian to join. Uh, but it's for men who are genetically or biologically male. They would say they're patriots. They would say they're Christians and they want to. Um, level up in okay. one or more of those areas. How do people get a hold of you to find out more about this? Yes, go to warriormbs.com and we've got a new round of that kicking off April 1st, okay. so you've got a little little time. Well, that sounds really good. I, I, I think it's a terrific idea. It's a great organization and we need to make men, men again and I appreciate what you're doing. Ladies and gentlemen, our guests have been Jeremy Slayton and Jeremy, give out your website again, please. Yeah, please go to Warrior MBS for Mind, Body, and Soul, WarriorMBS.com. Okay, well, Jeremy, thanks for joining us for a most informative hour. Look forward to having you back in the future. Thanks so much, Dave. I really enjoyed Thank it. Thank you. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here. And we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BuryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.